is the most rudest person you've ever met since being on tour in the music industry? Oh no, I willingly can add to this. I can willingly <laughs> add to this. The only word that I knew, which was like alarm bells, was policia, policia. And I was oh. like, okay, well, I had to run to a poster and literally point at it and go, me, me, me. Oh my gosh, okay. Drink, um, drink, drink, drink. I think I need to drink. I think I need to drink. Just everything felt brand new. And I felt like it was really important to like reintroduce myself to people that may, I don't know, have like a solid um, opinion or thought process or like, this is what I expect. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lizzie One to One. Please don't forget to subscribe after all. It is free and you're helping me. That's what it's about. Give a little. So yeah, today it looks like we're doing a cooking show, but we're not. Um, the amazing Call Me Unique is joining me in my podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's like a pleasure to welcome you into my kitchen. <laughs> I was just saying, she's literally just giving me a tour, weren't you, of the house? <laughs> I was just looking, I love your mirrors. I'm not just saying it, your mirrors are nice. I, I was like, like swiftly trying to make sure that you didn't see like crazy stuff, so yeah yeah <laughs> if i ever randomly end up going to your house and taking one of your mirrors okay just if one's That's missing you know it's enough. me there's definitely enough <laughs> talking about um you're a lady of someone where you've done so much and i always I say i don't I, I always say you're quite gifted and i remember i always have this vivid memory of when i first saw you and i always tell people heard of you before and i always tell them the story so they understand <laughs> Like, oh no way so you actually used to be part of the lg arena it was like a forum it was called like a yeah song yeah yeah i was um one of the performers that they used to have basically before like the main artist so i can't remember whether you saw me for the beyonce the rihanna one or the jesse j one or the I mean, Nicki minaj I, one i could afford jesse j tickets so they're they were i mean beyonce is a bit you know I was, just, I was just a teenager. Come on, I was doing, a, doing what I could have oh, shot. <laughs> I remember being in the queue and I, I saw a few artists, not no disrespect to them, but they didn't really grab my attention. And when you came on the stage, I was just, you had my full attention. I was hypnotized. Yeah, you know what a mouth is quite full of 69. This is when you had, um, I'm sure you had, I don't know if were, it was white. Yeah, I had a, I had white hair. I think I had white hair. I've definitely gone through different phases, but I realised that foundation is a is a is is not good for white hair. <laughs> like I was like I can I can see myself on myself. I'm imprinting myself really? on myself. Yeah, every time someone would hug me, I'm just like, yeah, I have whatever you have going on. Like if you've had a sandwich, it's there. If you've got like some really nice lipstick, it's right there. So That's like yeah, the white hair. <laughs> that reminds me of going out and you know, you wear a white outfit and then someone spills yes. a drink on you. Like, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah, you've you've moved on from that and now you do like the unique experience, which is huge, and you've been doing that for a while. Now how long have you been doing this and how did it come about? Tell people. Wow, well, um, I think it came from me doing enough gigs with um, Digbeth Dining Club um, to a point where I realised it kind of has to have its own name. It was like, I'm here so prominently and people are now calling me Mama Brew, which again is cool, but like, 
they don't have a clue that outside of Mamaru, <laughs> there's something. So um, the unique experience came from someone actually describing the night and I went, you know what, that works. Yeah, let's call it that. Um, and it's always been from the events that have basically kind of, it's always been a combination of like the musical family. I know you know like quite a lot of people that I'm connected to and a lot of people have also been on your show and there's so many of them that I really wanted to kind of test the waters with like really experimental versions of performances. So for example, Maddie Saskia covering my song, covering D's song, me covering Maddie's and D's and D, Ajay basically like covering ours back. So it was like a literally like three artists covering each other's music because I realized that not a lot of like yeah. literally like up and coming artists cover each other's material to like a full theme night to literally having like like verses happening We've, we've had topless men just running around without us knowing that that yeah, was awful that with that woman yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is why carpet needs to end just for, <laughs> for those things um but yeah i'm really honored and thankful that dc have kind of taken me as part of the family and i'm really thankful that i'm able to like bring more artists and creatives into that space because you know mamaru is amazing the whole oh, yeah. dining club experience is just you know if you're just going for the food alone it's worth it so yeah. Funny, um, again, really... you were the first person I saw when I ever came to that <laughs> venue. You were the, and I'm sure it was a unique experience you're putting on for that. And the energy, so, yeah. the energy you brought to that stage and everyone was just enjoying themselves. I really appreciate it. I mean, I have so many friends that literally, like, by the time I get there and I'm exhausted, but by the time I've left, like, I'm like, I feel like we could do three or four more of these. Like, yeah. I don't know how like being around such great people and creating just brings so much high energy. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a family experience. I'm really honored that like, it's a coincidence that my name is unique, but it's also like an amazing thing for me to be able to be like, I don't know, the, the, the mama <laughs> connecting all the, the kids. Keeping everyone together. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because so, um, obviously you've been uh, BBC Sound of 2019 which is again a huge thing and nice compliment and it's evidence to the work that you do and the work you put in and your voice again you've been on sofa isn't it sofa birmingham yeah um so how did that come about um did i contact you or was it through people you know um it was a combination um my publishers have kind of always been pitching me to certain bits and pieces way before i actually knew what was going on so sometimes i'd just be like hey is this you because I, I don't i don't know this thing um, but I also think that like the BBC have really always been kind of keeping an eye, an eye on what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And I think because I'm making waves in different spaces, I think it's like, even if it wasn't based on like being representative of Birmingham, I think uh, the reason why that kind of came about was just the combination of the publishers doing incredible things behind the scenes, but also people from other countries actually saying like, how can I get this music in the BBC actually picking up on it going, wait, that's one of ours. How come I find myself there, laid back, no fear, no sense of being beat? How can I easily fall to my feet and just get caught to the trees? You've worked with me about Monkey, yeah? Yeah, this is my brother. I mean, 
streams he has, let alone on the one track. It was like million. It is insane. It is insane. So how did this collaboration come again? Because you're you're someone who's always <laughs> I want to say I don't say networking because you just you get on you also just get on with people and connect with them. Sometimes. <laughs> not maybe not everyone. Fuck the others. <laughs> But um, I I was being played by the BBC um, and Monkey Neck and the manager he had at the time was listening and Target and Trevor Nelson were like, she's going to be big, she's going to do big things, blah, 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 blah. Like, Trevor Nelson. Yeah, like super, super lovely guy. Like um, I, I have to make sure to big up Target as well. He's been there from day one, making sure that any opportunity that he can bring my way like, I'm really, really thankful. And like, if it wasn't for those DJs that were literally saying the right things at the exact time without like producer heard, then it wouldn't have been possible. So I actually didn't realize he was DMing me on like, on Spotify for, no, sorry, on SoundCloud for ages. I had no idea that such a <laughs> massive producer was like, It was like, hey, come on, um, rude. Yeah. <laughs> so he found me on Facebook and he was like, stop ignoring me. And I was like, oh, I didn't, what? Like, I'm so sorry. And um, he remixed the song of mine and sent me a private link. And I was like, this is dope music. This is amazing. And um, because I took so long actually producing like the vocals for him, he said, look, just just come where I am. Like, I'll fly you out here. And that's where the whole Budapest and half living there kind of came about, like him introducing me to people and saying, come into my world. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. Check out the music video as well. So <laughs> yeah. have, a nice, have a nice little box for that. <laughs> Going down Definitely. the street. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, another a new track you've got, got coming out. 2.0. Uh, that's an introduction to yourself. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's a new, it's an evolution of the sounds and who you are. So obviously you can tell, us, tell us a little bit about that. Definitely. Um, so 2.0 came from an amazing producer also from Budapest called Roca, um, aka DJ1AB aka Andres, aka um, Karmatic. He's got tons of names, does tons of things, incredible, amazing, virtuoso as far as creativity. And um, every time I was heading over to Budapest, he would just show me some amazing beats and I was like, yo, I need to hit, I need to, I need to jump on these, like are these free? And um, yeah, basically 2.0 came from a conversation we were having and it ended up accidentally becoming the theme of the whole EP where it was like, you know, from the first time I came to Budapest to now, I feel like, I feel like me and me are sat in like separate rooms just going like, oh my God, you're not even the same. And like how much the, the evolving of like music and sound and connections and professionalism and just everything felt brand new. And I felt like it was really important to like reintroduce myself to people that may, I don't know, have like a solid um, opinion or thought process or like this is what I expect from her performing yeah. or as an artist and I was like maybe I need to reintroduce myself and um, the best means of doing that is touching on many different subjects through one project so yeah, yeah. this is growth by evolution each day you shed skin and the old one doesn't even know whether it's a conclusion. It's just a never just about like the evolution itself. It's all like how environment has actually changed me. So there's stuff about politics, there's stuff about love, there's stuff about like self-love. There's a lot of environmental things. Like I'm really aware of what's going on in the world. 
And I think that they all kind of influenced a really reflective piece of music, like the most um, self-aware kind of sound that I've actually made so far. That was interesting as well, because you've had that experience before COVID. There's a lot of people that are maybe weren't in touch with themselves or mm-hmm. nature or social politics. And now that has a chance to get in touch with that. But it's nice to hear that you already had that kind of awakening in a way. But I guess you were always like that. I've always, you've always I'm, sounded. <laughs> I'm always like, there's, there's three sides to me that most people kind of get. It's like the jokey, like really, really, really banter side. Then there's the super, super spiritual side that like is always talking about crystals and meditation and really being like one with self. Good. And then there's the, the the random twerking sometimes that happens <laughs> that definitely on the Instagram stories. What was I doing yesterday? <laughs> oh, that was it. But um, I'm I'm really, 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 really aware that like um, the timing of it could be any better. I'm I'm not wishing that so much like politics and world-related matters actually happen. But even the producer said that like there was a specific lyric in the song called "The World," mm. which is touching upon like pollution and like the stuff that's going on in the air and a lot of the stuff to do with like what we're taking in, like the food that we're eating. And there were so many things about like cross-contamination and viruses. And he said, like, did you predict something? And I went, you know, sometimes when you're in tune with things, as, a, as an artist and a creative, you may not realize how much more you are yeah. until you reflect on it and go, actually, that that wasn't just a figure of speech. That's that's happening and that's, that's now. So, yeah, the Mystic Meg kind of came out a little bit. <laughs> I need to read her. I've got to read her. Another track of yours you got you actually out now, brand new, is uh, Majestic. And that's again yeah. about is what kind of love? How would you describe the love in that? Cause it's actually, a it's a love song. Yeah, it is a love song. It's actually about being in love with the elements and almost having like a love hate relationship with the world. Again, I really kind of wanted to take myself out of the like, I'm in love with you as a person and kind of thought, like, okay, I love you the moon, I love you the stars, I love you the streets, I love you. And it was actually a walk home from the studio to home or home in Budapest. And actually just thinking about how much I was really thankful of life and just being like, if I could write a love song to everything I can see right now, how would I feel? And um, with the music video in specific, the director was like, can I twist this? Can I show that like the romance of two people that meet like naturally doesn't always work out as natural like the whole things can fade and things can change and look how swift it went from being like oh my god i love you this is what we're doing make out moments and then <laughs> yeah we're not there anymore i don't know how to cut this off understanding that like I love a lot more than I than I speak about so let me let me talk about it like I love you universe as as, as hippie as that sounds <laughs> no, it doesn't because I feel like again like life what you were saying as well life can also affect a relationship certain elements in life can have its impact and it makes me laugh for people don't appreciate the moon I mean it controls our currents for goodness sake the Definitely. water levels and all these Definitely. things that people need to take into consideration but it's nice to hear because as another artist I always feel 
oh, not not exactly touched on that, but you know Florence and Machines. I feel yeah. like she's one of these that really sinks into poetry, and you're another person that. Do you ever read any poetry or? Find yeah, I'm a really, really, really big. I, I'm I'm a really big fan of George the poet. Huge fan of George the poet. I think he's one of the most incredible virtuals. I think that's where I kind of touch a little bit on like my interest for rap music because it wasn't my natural forte to be like, hey, I'm gonna rap now. But it was more like, hey, I want to say some words. Mm -hmm. And I don't want it to be misconstrued, so I'm just going to not have any melody. And I think that that's where, like, the love for poetry and the love for rap music, or at least, like, UK hip-hop, really kind of shows through. So, 100%. That's an interesting thing, you said that, because I was noticing it was a bit more rap-based or spoken word infused together. you still got a little bit of a jazz element. you got the beats, yeah. future beats that you've always wanted. So how would you say... You have changed and shifted in music and why do you feel like you've gone towards that side this time? Um, I think I just stopped being afraid of, of, of making a song sound aesthetically pleasing to a commercial, uh, like kind of everyone that I started to listen to really started to break the mold a little bit more. Like there were a lot more alternative groups. I really am thankful for like going on study music and lo-fi stuff on SoundCloud and finding that people have got like some incredible music where it's just just them vibing on a song and not having a set chorus or a verse or you know a rapper still being able to be a singer a lot of them um, an artist called Black like he does that a lot where he's just he's midway of singing and then he's just like no no, no now I'm gonna rap and now I'm gonna go back and now I'm gonna do this so I think a lot of the artists that I listen to are breaking the mold and it's allowing me to feel like you know, actually, I should be ashamed of just wanting to to make my lyrics sound like lyrics instead of being intimidated that I'm stepping into titles of being a rapper when I'm not. Like, I'm, I just speak. Yeah. Well, people want to break. Well, we're all having this conversation about labels and everyone wanting to be equal, especially that in the politics in the world today. Definitely. So why, why not feel like you can go into different genres? Definitely. Definitely. How's I think that so many people are collaborating for those exact reasons, like, hey, let me bring out another side to you and vice yeah. versa. So, yeah, genres, the whole, the whole theory of genres has just been obliterated by this generation. We're like, what is this? This is mine on? now. <laughs> I'm like, wow, my mind is blown. <laughs> but um, I, was look, I was looking at your tweets, actually. You're probably like, oh, Liz, oh, why are you bringing this up? <laughs> but um, it's funny because you were talking about uh, Birmingham scene and how you bring people together from different backgrounds and yeah. I was reading your BBC West Midlands um, tweets and how you feel they don't really highlight Birmingham yeah. talent as much and I thought it was quite not brave I thought it was it was nice to see someone being so open and talking on behalf of people because people do feel a little bit that like they have to be edited in certain yes. scenes so what what brought you to because I know you actually again thanking Target because he, he does a dedicated um yeah, he did a dedicated Birmingham special, definitely. Um, at three o'clock in the morning, um, an artist that I know, definitely not speaking on behalf of themselves, but I'm just going to say it was one example of many. And that conversation pushed me over the edge because I really do feel like mum in this scene. Like, I know I'm still young, but <laughs> I do feel like there's so many people that I've been honoured and really thankful to see what, like, what watch like flourish and grow not just alongside myself but also literally coming up like after me 
So I think that when I listen to the concerns of artists and creatives, and because I am really, hopefully, approachable, where people feel like they can be themselves without thinking, you know what, like, she's done this and I haven't done this, so she's not going to listen to me. Like, people know it's me behind Twitter, people know it's me behind Instagram, and people were often speaking to me with this whole, how did you get to where you were? And how is it that like you've jumped over to this side, but actually when I try to find you locally, I still struggle or why can I hear you on radio nationally? And then they also compared themselves. And again, these were conversations that were artists that were mainly from the R&B, the soul, the jazz scene, the UK hip hop scene, less grime, less punk, less rock, less indie. It was more of the urban side oh, of the word. music. I know it just it just it it bung, it bungs us all up together and doesn't really like allow there to be like the separate scenes and various things. But you know the likes of people that sound like the neighborhood vibe, sometimes the unique experience, sometimes the Maddie Saskia's lean up thing. There were artists and creatives that always said like, I find it crazy that I can get played nationally and then there's a reaction to it on a localized level and it was a concern for me that no one felt confident or comfortable to actually approach this directly because, you know, a fear of being, there being backlash or any kind of repercussions as to like coming across like they're not grateful for whatever it is. And I know that anyone that hears my tone of voice or the way I come across, they're like, she's passionate, but she's always thankful. Like we've known each other for years. Yeah. We have known each other for years. <laughs> and I will always speak to you the same exact way because I know that you didn't need to approach me. But I think that if there was anything that I did, you should feel comfortable enough to say, hey, Nick, stop that. <laughs> and I should be able to say, you know, I appreciate that because if I am an artist and I'm, I'm representing, I think it's an important thing. And I think I'm, I, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I had another artist tell me, I don't feel supported in this scene. And sometimes all it takes is me listening to somebody else and hearing them say that and go, you know what, I need to, I need to at least try and help. Yeah. I need to be vocal about this. I can't come across biased. I've had support from BBC. I've had them play my music. I've had them check out what I'm doing. I can't say that I'm saying this because I feel like this directly. I'm saying this that many other people feel like they can open that gate and say, hey, how can I help? Or the creatives that represent the genres that basically do actually like feel neglected or taken for granted they can have a spokesperson or a representative yeah. to say hey these are the kind of artists that are releasing music this is the kind of stuff that's going on this is the kind of things that we feel and think and for real change like not just change for 10 minutes or change for five weeks real exactly. change well yeah, when uh, vital was on there i felt like that was probably the only time kind of yeah. Birmingham artists were being highlighted and it's something again Definitely. that's down to the team whoever's whoever's producing doing the platforms and at the end of the day like you said knowledge is power <laughs> so, you know. Definitely. Just, yeah. I, that conversation. I also think that like on a good side of things I can't blame them on a personalised level because if you have like if you're into a kind of music you're naturally going to be inclined to go to those kind of shows if you're not naturally inclined to go to a jazz or a soul or an R&B show, you're not going to be exposed to the artists and creatives that are actually releasing that kind of music. So unless you have someone where it's their natural interest to go into those fields, someone's going to work 10 times harder to find out what's going on in comparison to someone that exactly. lives and breathes that music. I mean, they're trying to get a younger audience, so I'll get it. But at the same time, a lot of the, the music you're making, I know, being a youth worker, 
Mm-hmm. They're listening to your 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 brand that top branded music. Yeah. Or grime is huge mm-hmm. now on the scene. Mm-hmm. So that's not played enough on West Midlands. So that exactly. Is. But um, again, that's another that's that's another conversation for an hour long podcast. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I I respect you for doing that, and um, it'd be nice if again not everyone has that confidence, do they? And that's why it's nice to have people like yourself speak on behalf. I lose nothing, I gain so much more and more importantly it's bigger than me I hope that some more people actually feel comfortable and confident to talk about how they think and feel because I think that Twitter and all these places make us feel like we can't have our opinion, we can't speak about how we feel, it really has to be professional but it's like you're a human being and I think that if you do want something to change especially if it affects others you have to come from that personalised perspective to then hear the straight facts and um yeah, like um, uh, he, he, like the guys actually did call me and they said, hey, can we have a private conversation about this? I'd love to hear the thoughts and reviews and I'm really looking forward to helping in whatever way I can, like just contributing whatever way to see real change, real things actually come. Well, you can hear that in your music <laughs> as well. That's why I say go and check out a new track. Thank you. Two cameras. <laughs> Where are they? Where did I put them? Oh yeah, it's one there, one there. <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna say, um, and another thing, once uh COVID's over, you're definitely someone and I advise people to go out and watch her live because you won't regret it and it's not a waste of money. <laughs> Trust me on that. Or one. apparently come to my kitchen because that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of feeling like you should do a YouTube kitchen show or something, you know. Definitely. It's, you've I mean, got watch the me look. Learn more things. <laughs> you have the I look. Mean, um, there's a lot of the Birmingham scene that also come to my house quite a lot or have come to my house way before the whole world got locked down. The jams at mine have become like a, a who's who of what's oh, what. Like, was telling me about this. And I was like, all... where the hell was mine? But I can't sing, okay? <laughs> I can't sing. But I can try. <laughs> I've like, we've had people that are just playing tambourines. We've had people just going, I brought your cat. And I'm like, my, cereal. Cat, my cat's already here. Like, I just, I brought him because I wanted to contribute. I'm like, thank you, put him down, enjoy yourself. <laughs> but like, um, again, I think there's a lot of people that I know and I just, I really want more people to connect. Uh, what Vital told me is his last three collaborations, or at least the ones that he um, recalled, um, um, Winter Black, um, Simon Jr. And there's another one, I don't know how I'm forgetting this, but also me and Vital song came from a jam from me showing him a, a preview of me and Monkey Next Song. So, yeah, some of the jams have created the music and some of the music have created the jams. That's how it should be. Yeah, Displays beautifully. Definitely. But um, another, another thing, we're got, we are going to be playing a game in a minute, which I know you're a bit like, oh, my gosh, it's day of all days. <laughs> Frightened. I, I chose rum. I can't, I can't do anything to do with... I can't do it. No, <laughs> You've watered it down. I bet you have. No, no. This is this is why. This is what I literally. I'm not advertising bottles. This is exactly I'm why drinking. I deliberately. I'm not drinking it. that. But <laughs> I deliberately bought the bottle to prove that it's definitely what rum's that? Exactly what it is. It's it's cedar, a gift from a jam. Okay, no, <laughs> I haven't moved that much since lockdown. And my hips are hurting just by grabbing this bottle. What's going on with me? Italian liqueur. <laughs> right, then. I actually would prefer. I wish we could do like a, 
Imagine. <laughs> yeah, just here you go. <laughs> Got your bowl. That'd be some magic. Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. Come on, come on, Apple, make it happen. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to bring the mood down. I'm asking this question for a plan again. But, <laughs> but I feel like, again, it should be highlighted because there's someone that, um, for adversity, even when I remember watching this interview where you said you were um, in a hostel, was it? Um, yeah, yeah. 40 or 20 other women? It was 40, 40 other it women. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was uh, actually funnily in Mosley. Um, so I live in Mosley now and I am so close to where I used to live that sometimes I pass it and I'm like, whoa. Again, it's a really big revelation to kind of go, that is, that is where it came from. Not all good stories, not all good memories, but you, you can't forget where you came from. It's, it's one of the reasons why it's really easy to keep me humble. How did you, I'm going to pull this shot while I ask you, but how did you actually end up um, coming out of that and what advice would you give to people that are experiencing that? Because you found music, you said that, I was watching that Switch Radio interview, um, where yeah. you found music, and that's how, through the women as well, they inspired your, some of your lyrics. Definitely. Um, to have 40-odd women in the same space, literally going through all different types of, types of circumstances, from domestic abuse to homelessness to um to like again really extreme circumstances there were refugees there there were like women that were just underage there were like people that have been adopted and been through the care system um i wasn't one that had so much of an extreme story in comparison but based on my own circumstances and uh, a few a few extreme decisions to say like i need to be I need to be somewhere that's not home. Yeah. I need to be somewhere that keeps me safe. Um, the one thing that I'd say is that, um, or advice I'd give to anyone who's kind of either going through the system or have gone through the system, is to understand that the, um, the label that you give that hostel, like the, or the label that you give to yourself being from someone who has lived in a hostel, is something that you give that strength. You know, if you want to, embellish the negatives of it and basically make that a part of your journey no one should judge you but if you also want to embellish that to make sure that you feel as strong and as empowered and overcoming such yeah. difficult circumstances then that should be something that you should celebrate I think when I was younger I used to shy away from it like when I'd make a CV I'd be so afraid of putting that address going like someone's going to know that I live in a hostel what am I going to do if I want to get a job and they're like Oh, this is what kind of place she lives. Yeah, you shouldn't have that. But then, it is there though. You that stigma. I feel like that stigma is still there. Yeah, hasn't yeah, gone. definitely, definitely. And I realised that instead of actually letting people label me as whatever it is, or label that circumstance as, oh, she must have done this, she must have been into, she must have experienced, she must have. Instead, I actually speak really strongly so that it can't be misconstrued. I don't speak of it with a fear or with any kind of like any kind of. I don't know, I'm not intimidated at saying I lived in a hostel, I lived there for a long time, I got bullied in a hostel, <laughs> many oh, wow. of those girls have hilariously, like, are people that I've seen at shows years later, and I'm like, you, you didn't think I'd make it, you <laughs> did not <laughs> want me to be here, um, so karma and all those things, and actually wishing people like goodness, but, you know, it, it's real, it's real, ish happens, ish happens, like, things happen and not everything is going to be plain sails and rainbows and and unicorns but like it makes for such an honest conversation with people 
and it makes you realize that actually you're much stronger than you think like by being in a space that I would say had the, the feeling or the comparisons of like a prison like a real life prison mm. um I would honestly say that it gives me more confidence to say to someone like no matter what you're going through if you got through this then you should be proud that you're out at the end of it or don't make the place that you're in be that title for you. Don't make you yeah. don't don't make yourself feel like you should be ashamed if what you're doing or the reason why you're there is specific to you. Exactly. So that's right. and and everyone will have their own stories, but again, it's, how, it's what you choose to do after that. What path you choose and how you definitely get influence. Definitely. So, yeah. Thank um, you for I'm that. really. No, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I think, again, I, I really think it's important to be the first of many people that speak about things. So hopefully I'm not the first or hopefully like the coincidence of me thinking I'm the first. Yeah, people causes can follow, people. Well, yeah, exactly. follow on from me. Exactly. So, so yes, yeah. for, after this, we'll have, sounds bad, isn't it? We'll have a drink after that. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm actually ready. Is that a shot? Is that is that a shot? Oh, I, I mean, it's room, so you will have it's to a, do. It's a large glass. I've got tiny hands. <laughs> well, it's going to be three questions, so you have to do three of them. Just to let you know. So, so awesome. I apologize. So, for all I know, you're just spontaneously making questions up for me. But do you want me to start then for you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so all right, I've got my questions here ready for this one. <laughs> So this is called Drink or Spill, and it's a game where I like to ask certain questions where I feel like people aren't answering them, and it's under their discretion whether they want it. It's not my fault if they end up spilling it. But you can either drink, <laughs> so that means you don't have to answer, and I'm being fair, so I'm giving you the option. So, okay. Number one. <laughs> Whilst you are on tour, who... Has been the rudest person. Like, who's the most rudest person you've ever met whilst it's been on tour in the music industry? You don't have to. You can either down the shot or you can answer it. Oh no, I willingly can answer this. I can willingly answer <laughs> this without fail. Um, Betty Wright, um, uh, a legendary singer. Um, she is really bad on my in the <laughs> in soul and jazz, and she's been sampled by legendary artists like Exhibit and Beyonce various okay. people i opened for her in um manchester and um i walked over yes. to her and i said thank you so much band on the wall i was like thank you so much for having me and my band i'm so honored and i'm not joking like the first thing that came or the only thing that came out of her mouth was girl your arms are big and then she just walked off and i was like what that's what she said yeah genuinely like like, I went to say thank you for having me as a support but, artist. Betty, and she just... Betty, do you know what? You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 that's, what, that's what you can... I don't need this gig. See you it later. Was so, it was, I was so confused that I had no comeback. I just stood there, like, looking at my arms going, like... Well, don't uh... get... On top of that, I mean, first of all, that is, again, body shaming someone, which you're not even... I think you've got a beautiful body, don't worry about your body at all. Thank you. But it, just annoys, it, it, annoys, it annoys me that other women as well, when you're trying to move forward, that they're putting other females down. Now, she might have had that throughout her life, so that's all she's ever yeah. known. 
But that doesn't give you a right then to put that onto other people. I felt very strong after that, though. I felt very strong. Did you um? Did you end up crossing the paths again, or was that? No, no, no. And anytime I ever heard anyone say, "Oh my God, this legend! They met her. She's so amazing!" and I was just like, <laughs> <You're not yet. laughs> I would just show my guns and then I have no idea why. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a long story. It's a long. It's a long story. I'm really strong. Yeah, she sounds like an absolute lovely person. What a diamond. <laughs> is, this me, is this my turn? Yeah, actually, yeah, it's your turn. Yes! Yes, I've actually wanted to ask this for so long. So I'm like, this is going to be fun. Uh-huh. So, who is your local up-and-coming artist crush? Crush? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Oh, drink or spill. I think I'm gonna because I love everyone. <laughs> oh no! I'm, I'm so disappointed. I'm waiting for someone to sit there and be like, "Is it me?" I don't. Uh, I don't mix. You should write in the comments, guys. <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. Doesn't go well. <laughs> Advice from Lizzie to you, Auntie Lizzie. To you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, right, okay, this is interesting. I feel like you'll answer this, though, because you're very open. Rank your... Ah, uh, yeah, I am really brave. With all your tracks, yeah, I know how much you love them. But this is going to determine how much you actually love all of them. So the most recent tracks, rate four of them, from favourite to least favourite, and why? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, favourite. Favourite is a bit more... Um, that's the one that I actually sent you as a private link. It's out very, 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 very soon. Oh, super, super, super exclusive. It's good. Super exclusive. Like, I, I cry to that song all the time. Um, second is Set It Nice. Um, I just feel like I'm in summer every single time. By All Monkey Neck absolutely did, did their thing. I'm, like, super proud of that song. Four. Oh, no, three. Wow, I can't count. No <laughs> drinking in a can't count. Um, three. It's all that wow. previous drinking. It's getting uh, get on top of you now. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Drink, um, drink, drink, drink. I think I need to drink. I think I need to drink. <laughs> You're like, no, why did I do that? Uh, how do you get over a hangover? This is exactly how you get rid of a hangover. You just keep going. Oh, exactly that. So, um, it's your question, right? He's so, all spontaneous again. Just it really is. Know. It These really are. is. They call me unique <laughs> for a reason. Um, I definitely wanted to ask this because actually, I think that like of everyone, like if you could replace any artist, as in if you could become them, okay, who would it be, and where would you leave them? As in, if you had to replace them, you have to put them somewhere. Like they they can no longer be an artist, so that means you eradicate okay. all of the all of their existence. But you actually become them. Oh, who's got the most interesting life? I'd find fascinating. <laughs> I don't know why Lady Gaga popped to my head. Wow, <laughs> you want the meat dress? I feel. <laughs> I feel like she's so different and out there. I could get away with doing whatever I wanted. I wouldn't be, oh, well, I guess I would be judged, but I could, where would I put her? I'd, um, where would I put Lady Gaga? <laughs> I'd give her like the option to be, you know, uh, normal for a day with Swap and then just keep, 
Just kidnapping sugar in a crate. Oh, wow. Crate, whatever they call them. I should say Beyonce, I should not. But just look at me. I couldn't get away with being Beyonce. Actually. Who would have picked? Like, hey, if you get rid of them, they have no idea. We have no idea what they look like. So I want to ask no you idea. that question. Actually, who would you? Who would you do? Oh wow! See, it's only because I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy the dancing at all. <laughs> I would. I would replace Shakira. Shakira. But I would replace Shakira because I've always found the dancing just not my thing. So, they like a bit every of time dancing. I'm like. No, I just found the song really, it just, it hurts my ears. The Hips Don't Lie? Yeah, that, oh, that song. I, was... <laughs> I was just, I heard that so much that I was like, I just wish that I had your exposure and then just that song was eradicated. So, okay, cool. No, I've got another one. Here we go. Okay, all right. Hold on. This is your final one, isn't it? Yeah. They're I three. So, yes. I'm doing three, yeah. Okay, so... um. Can you tell me? I asked this vital actually, but he. Oh. Sure he answered it. He I think that means I know it. He was pretty drunk that... in the end. I said, "What was the worst experience have you ever had uh, on tour or experienced anything where someone's been unjust or?" Again, you've already said that about. Um... Oh no, you'll answer that, won't you? But yeah, on tour, have you ever experienced anything? I don't know. Ill will towards you. Yes, um, I was performing in Poland, um, actually completely on my own, um, doing like a five day tour, which was actually incredible all across the whole of the smaller cities. And basically there was a place called Jack, like my third, my third favorite, favorite place in the whole of, of the world, like Hungary, the UK and Poland, like without fail. I'm so sorry to the Netherlands, but like it's a close four. But, but basically I was performing and uh, the organizer said to me that I could use like the toilets in the communal space. Um, and I said, yeah, is there any kind of private toilets? So I just wanted a mirror. And they said, yeah, you can go over to this place. And this woman who, it's her job to be like the main receptionist slash security. And she thought that I was a random stranger trying to get in and do something. You know, there was a clear language barrier and she was yeah. screaming and shouting no, no, no. And I kept saying, I'm a performer. I'm just going to the bathroom. Was she singing Fergie? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I knew that the only word that I knew, which was like alarm bells, was Felicia. Felicia. And I was oh, like, okay, no. yeah, I, I might. I'm, I'm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, she, she didn't know that I was performing and was going to call the police because I was trying to get to the toilet. I had to run to a poster and literally point at it and go, me, me, <laughs> me. <laughs> It was the first time that I was like, please, please use the, please know who I am, please. I mean, you were only going to the toilet and she's going to try and So yeah, that was definitely the most offensive. I think she might have thought I was homeless and I needed some money or I don't know. But I, again, super, super grateful for the organisers who like apologised a thousand times. And uh, it shows that if you're going to go to another country, learn the word toilet, learn the word toilet. It's an international word you need it every time. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and um, my final, final, final thing. Final thing. So what are you the most insecure about people knowing about yourself? Ooh. I try, let's see, that's an, in, 
I'll fit, I could answer that, answer I could shot. Oh no! <laughs> and I'll answer it. What? Oh, <laughs> nice. I don't, I don't really have any ins insecure. Apart from you know, I think growing up, I, I've always I'm an, I've always not liked my nose, but as I got older, I've just become that's me now. I don't care. You have a beautiful nose. I have a right little. Right you nose. have a beautiful. Don't ever have anyone <laughs> question your nose. <laughs> <laughs> awkward please um, oh, wow. but yeah that's my middle name I think awkward or confused oh wow I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, no. <laughs> I realise I'm still holding this so in, in, um, in cheers to you actually oh, drinking thanks. the shot but still doing it I'm gonna imagine if I just did that one that is a huge one I'm glad I didn't have to down that oh my god but I'll tell you what I'll down it just in a march for your majestic, majestic <laughs> curates. Cheers to majestic curates. As, as, I, as I take time out, guys, let's um, sort of acknowledge I want you all to drink responsibly. Um, really think about next time we pick up a bottle, make sure it's uh, not in the daytime. No, definitely. Look, watch what we do, but not don't follow. <laughs> exactly. Too many people do that. This is where... You took that shot really well. Like, that's fine. I don't find it... It's when I mix. That's when you don't want to see me. Um, or maybe we do. Maybe this is exactly why. We need the exclusives. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Just be like Snapchat. It's like you yeah, doing some twerking. Yeah, yeah. That's what you what, just... What if... What if yeah, but it's, it's... But you seem quite good. I the... <laughs> yeah. You said you were drinking last night. You seem fine. Look at you. I, I definitely have been drinking uh, to my amazing, amazing friend Malak. Celebrating that. Yeah, it's our, it's our friendship anniversary and we thought about going out clearly during this time. So we just did a small little gathering, just me and him. Like, yeah, it was, it this was, is it was why good, good. I think it's nice to do this sometimes. I don't do this with everyone because, again, some of my people are teetotal. So yes. Yeah. But Zoom needs to make a way of, uh, of connecting. So, uh, so we can just we can you can just pour a drink yeah, directly. I have my glass so. as well. Can you clean my glass? Yeah, for me? just yeah, just yeah. tap that up. I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you so much for taking time out. Call me unique. Thank you. On my podcast, it's been so much fun, and again, I always love talking to you. And I can't same, wait same. To see you live. Thank you so much, and I, I can't wait to invite you for a jam when it's. <laughs> politically correct to do so and um and yeah coach me cat and turtle and, <laughs> and do a shot in person that'd be yeah. great <laughs> the serrano please I definitely definitely i'll bring my own i'll bring my own don't worry it's not how it works it's just <laughs> podcast podcast vibe i can do whatever i want i can thank you thank again. you so much for having me you too make sure you go and check out our new tracks 